So, how about you introduce yourself? Okay, I am a name age second. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so I am Jaylin. I am 18 years old. I live in Utah and I am a lesbian artist. Woo! So, Jaylin, yeah. what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any topics you want to? you'd like to ask so you said you're an artist talk about your art my art um so i've uh been drawing since i was good you know like how most people are yeah but i think i really started drawing a lot in seventh grade because before that i was an aspiring kind of author and i reached this point where i realized hey i could just draw these things out instead of um worrying about word like word choice and stuff which also important and I wasn't a very good artist at the time but I've been kind of self-taught over the years um I guess the big thing in my art is I have a very cartoonish style but I'm very fond of using bright colors yeah so what inspires those sort of choices in it um well I've always I think it just matches my personality and how I like to perceive the world with especially bright colors. Um, and it's just what came to me as the right way of doing my art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, um, I think I uh, I was very inspired growing up by the classic, you know, cartoon. You know, Powerpuff Girls, Teen Titans was yes. a big one. Yeah. That I just, they have these very strong, like, cartoonish color schemes that are just very eye-popping and that always just super appeal. Valid. Extremely valid. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. So are you pursuing art as like a career? Do you view it as like a hobby? What? How do you view it? Because I know like a lot of people interpret it differently, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so as where I am now... I wouldn't, I would consider my digital art more of a hobby and my fine art more as a potential career. Hmm. Yeah. Because I, I do both. I'm pretty varied in my medium. I'm very mar- varied in medias that I like to use through Ooh. digital and fine art. Yeah, which would you consider your favorite medium? My favorite? Oh, I love oil pastel. I could never get used to it back when I did more visual art, just because, like, mm-hmm. like the smudging really stressed me out. I don't know why. Uh, I, I agree completely. I would get, because uh, when I was in my AP art studio class, I would do a lot of oil pastels, and I would always do the super big pieces that had super vibrant colors, because that's what I liked. And my hand would just get so sore that I'd have to, like, take, like, a two-day break of just doing hand exercises. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, so in your current art, what sort of do you, you like, what subjects do you like to portray? Where um, I'm definitely fond of drawing women. Of course. Look, we're, we're all gay here. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we're all... <laughs> We're lesbians. You know. We all love women here. It's okay. We all love women. I'm very fond of drawing women. 
came out for me. Not even it's just hot, it's just interest. Cool to draw. Yeah. Um, I, I do draw humans the majority of the time. Uh, I don't do a lot of, like, anthropomorphic furry. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is something I do kind of want to branch out to because I think that it can look so cool and, like, cute. And it, I think it, would, it goes well with, like, the whole vibrant color thing. And it pays but well. What, what, I, what I, like do, I like to do right now is I like to, you know, the female form. But I also like, in my traditional art especially, is to do interpretations of things I enjoy through my, like, percep- perspective of them. Hmm. I, I did uh, for my, again, my APR uh, studio, my concentration was themed around uh, Frankenstein and perceiving myself through it as like using it as a lens, which it was an interesting concentration. It took a lot out of me for sure, but yeah, it was fun. It can really like just thinking about that theme it seems like it can like go either like really dark or very fun and then just like bouncing between the two yeah. of course yeah. I was, and I think also that my color schemes for things bounced about that because I was using super strong contrast between like teals and greens and yellows and then like strong black yeah I did this one uh, it, it was watercolor but it came out looking like a drawing of Peter Cushing from when he played Frankenstein, but it ended up looking like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Oh, rad. An excellent film yeah. for all to enjoy. Peter oh, Cushing, yeah. Like, I looked at it, I, like, finished it, I looked at it, and I was like, I just did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Dang mm. it. Gosh, dang. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's just what happens. Yeah, you know? All right. Um, so, I don't know. Like, like, let's talk about that Frankenstein more. How do you uh, see yourself through Frankenstein? Um, I think of a lot of it, uh, there's, you know, there's, like, separate layers to it, but the biggest one I would say is easiest to, like, talk about and portray is the creation versus creator, yeah. especially as, you know, a creator, an artist, someone who creates things. It's this idea of, like, seeing what you've made and seeing your reflection of yourself through it and maybe not always liking it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've um, been dealing with a lot of insecurity vis-a-vis my writing lately, so there's definitely that whole, like, um, I guess, like, fun house mirror image going on with me yeah. versus what I make right yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you see this distorted perception of yourself through your creations, but there's also this idea of you are what you create of yourself. Like, you create yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, super bad wording there. No, but I, I get what you mean. So, lesbianism. What's up? Lesbianism. That, that was a particularly hard thing. Like, uh, what is it called? Internalized homophobia. I was saying something that's like something I super struggled with, even 
to this point. Yeah. Where, because I, I grew up in Utah, and if you know anything about Utah, very, like, LDS Mormon. Mm-hmm. And they do not have the best um, opinions towards the LGBT community. Yeah. And um, I think there was this point, it was seventh or eighth grade where I realized that I had this crush on my friend, on one of my girlfriends. Yeah. And, and uh, there was, I, I went to a church leader, uh, part of the church is called Young Women's, it's for girls age 12 to 18, kind of teach them, like, life skills, interact with each other, church stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I went to one of my leaders of that. Uh, she was also a close family friend. And I told her at the time I was bi because a part of me didn't want to accept that I just liked girls. And her action for a while, I think she told me, that it was, you know, it was a trial of God, and I should just focus on my attraction to men, and it set me back a lot. Yeah. And there's just little things throughout the years, and, oh, even with how terrible, like, growing up closeted in the LDS church was, I I can have a little relief through uh, my coming out to my parents, uh, because... Well, my dad didn't talk to me for the rest of the day, but he did come gladly. He's a lot better now. That's good. Yeah, it's actually uh, after I came out to him, there was a while for him to learn to accept me. But at this point now, he's using his experiences with me to actually help in our local church with ties with the LGBT community. Yeah. Which is very nice. But, oh, my coming out... I came out to my parents the day after coming out day, and not because it was coming out day. It was because I had an F on an assignment, and I wanted to distract them. Oh, my God. that That's a fucking... Look, that, that's such a power move. Oh, it my worked. God. It worked! It, it, so yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just came out playing Mario Kart, like, to win. <laughs> That's a power move, too. But, yeah, it worked. They didn't mention my grades for, like, the next two weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I was such a power move. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. It's hilarious. I'm just staring at the wall, like, mouth agape. Holy shit. <laughs> to add to the humor of it... When I came out to my mom, it was on the car ride home from school, and the second second question she had for me is if my younger sibling was gay, because my younger sibling definitely dressed very butch-like, and I was like, I don't know, next year my little sister does come out as gay and butch. Nice. (laughs) Nice. It was like... I guess. But yeah, it was a very funny coming out. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, the things that were before it, the things that followed for a while weren't so fun, but I always get a kick out of the story. No, I understand completely, yeah. I, I, I was lucky enough to, like, be in a very, like, religiously loose family in yeah. a pretty loose environment. Most of my issues coming out came from peers and shit. But I'm also sort of in the same boat where... I don't, I'm an only child, but my, like, sibling-like figures are all ended up being gay, um, or bi in some situations, so it's like, um, like, at this point, it's weird when I meet someone in my family and my generation who isn't some level of LGBT. (laughs) We're all the gay cousins. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, I have the... I'm basically the opposite of you. I would have super support for my peers. My family was the problem, and I'm far from a middle child. Yeah. I mean, only child, only child. I am a middle child. I have nice. three older siblings. Three older siblings, three younger siblings. Oh, my God. Seven? Yeah. Seven? Seven. Seven. And then my parents. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not sorry, but, like, I can... I love my cousin who spends most of her like free time (laughs) at my place but like I can't deal with more than five people in my house without like crying oh don't worry you get you get kind of used to it I think it helped I did share a room with like three of them growing up because you know it wasn't nine people and one of only one boy so you know my brother got his own room the rest of us had to kind of share oh my gosh so yeah, I was just sharing a room with three, my three younger siblings, and it, you learn to be okay with personal space, I guess. That's good. <laughs> That's it, and there's like early social skills, which are nice. Like I've definitely yeah, sat yeah. on those. Like, like in my brother's case, he's one of the best guys. Like you'll meet because he knew he was socialized very young way, only with women. So he's, like, one of the best guys you'll meet there. And I also, like, I managed to not know how to do my hair until very recently, though. Huh. Like, all of my other siblings have gotten that down. I know how to do braids in other people's hair. Like, I can do a French braid, but I can't do my own hair. I never really learned how to do a ponytail, so it's okay. I don't think, I think I was nine the last time I had hair, like, to get into a ponytail. Yeah, I cut mine all off when I was, like, ten, so it doesn't matter anymore, but. Uh, I never took the scissors to my own head, but I did for a very long time be like, I want my hair short, I want it shorter, always going shorter. Yeah, my, um, my big hair rebellion move was I got most of it shaved in February of this year um, by my hairdresser. It was fun. It was not a very good look, I'll just say. It was not, it did not really suit me. However, the sheer level of anger from friends and from family made me feel sort of righteously, righteously, self-righteous about it. Right about it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the like righteous fury about it. Yeah. No, I, I did the same thing, uh, I have to say, last year, like, last year too, actually. I was 
mine was less anger. It was more like depression. But like one night while my parents were on a date, it just took a, a razor I borrowed from a, a friend, like an electric razor, and just shaved it all off. Word. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely had those moods before. Oh, yeah. Anytime I feel like even down, I'm like, it's time to shave my head. Yeah. It's just, you really do feel like it's a new beginning or whatever when you like, cut off your hair. You're like, this is different. Yeah. No, and that's how I've come with with dyeing my hair of late. Like, I've get, I'm getting, like, cheap semi-permanent dye. I'm about to go te- from pink to teal, and I'm a little bit nervous about it, but also it's going to be wild, so. I've dyed my hair pink, like, five Pink is very fun, though. I love pink it hair. Is. I love pink yeah, I, I I was like the same. I dyed my hair pink like the day before Janelle Monet dropped pink, so it was sort of a great. It was like a great place to be in where I was just like jamming to that very good, very gay song, and also my hair was pink, so I can make jokes about it out loud without referencing the actual act in public. So, woo! Iconic. Truly. Absolutely. Yes. That is amazing. So rolling over from that, because I'm so good at segues, um, I'm going to sort of wrap this up because I'm about to pass out. And so I have one question I like to ask at the end of every episode, um, which is, um, what is one song that sort of defines where you're at right now? Uh, The song is Hot Mess by Girly. Yeah. Um, Why is that? Super cool. Um, I think there's just this, this kind of like very confident anger to it and she also girly herself is very you know very i don't know the word uh she she's very sure of herself yeah confident confident very much yeah all right anything else you want to say or promote before i finish this up Okay, Jalen, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me.
Tell me that you want me